Welcome to the Legally Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Hanna. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by Priscilla Bonsu. Priscilla is a foreign legal advisor at Wersch & Goering LLP on Wall Street in New York City, providing memoranda on a variety of complex issues to firms' attorneys who represent domestic and global companies seeking to expand internationally. If that wasn't impressive enough, since the start of the year, Priscilla has been serving different news channels as a legal commentator. In addition to this, Priscilla previously volunteered at the Atlanta Community Food Bank working on poverty alleviation. So a very, very warm welcome, Priscilla. Hi, Dora. Thank you so much for having me. It's our absolute pleasure to have you on the show. And before we dive into all your amazing achievements and legal experiences to date, we do have our customary icebreaker question here on the Legally Speaking podcast, which is... On the scale of 1 to 10, 10 being very real, what would you rate the hit TV series Suits in terms of its reality? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I would probably give it a six. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair, fair, that's a fair answer. That's quite high. And why would you give it a six? I would give it a six because... Um, What's very real or true about uh, the the legal profession is this fight for partnership. Everyone wants to make it. Um, and, and that's very big for the show. That's mainly what happens there. So that's definitely true. Uh, and the rest is just, I mean, entertainment. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that's it doesn't really reflect how everything else is. But the fight for partnership and making it, being on partner track, that's 100% true. Yes. There we go. Well, I think you justified your answer beautifully. So we will move swiftly on to all about you. So let's start at the beginning, as we always like to. So tell us a bit about your family background and upbringing. Yes. So I was born uh, in the southwest of Germany. It's a city called Saarbrücken uh, in a state called Saarland. And my parents are originally from Ghana, West Africa. Uh, my father actually um, sought asylum uh, in Germany. Uh, my mother followed him, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much how it started. That's uh, the, the the beginning of the story of my family uh, in Germany. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing that and giving us that overview. So I previously talked about how you went to, or you previously talked about how you went to law school against all odds. So tell us a bit more about this. Yes. So I grew up in a Ghanaian community in the city of Saarbrücken. And I mean, it's a very, very small community, much larger now than it was when I was a child. Uh, and it was just, it never happened. Um, so I was the first one to actually graduate um, from law school. I wasn't the first one to get into law school, but the first one to graduate. Um, and the whole community was celebrating. It was, it was a big deal because we, we hadn't seen it. It hadn't happened. And um I mean, I was very happy to make my community extremely happy to see them happy like that. And I received a lot of support um, from the Ghanaians uh, in Saarbrücken, and I still do. Uh, I'm still very much in contact with them. Um, and they still support me and push me. Uh, but again, it's a very, very small community overall, but a very loving and warm community. Oh, that sounds lovely. And I, I'm all about community. So I, I love that you talked about how warm and packed together it is. Um, okay, so where did the spark for wishing to move into the sort of legal space? Did you always want to be a lawyer? That is a good question. Um, I So when I was a child, I, I pretty much wanted to do or be something else every single day. Um, but at one point, 
uh, I, I think I, I was starting to develop an interest in international politics and international relations. And I thought about becoming a diplomat. Um, and then I, when I started law school uh, in the city of Heidelberg at uh, the Ruprecht Karls Universität, um, I chose public international law as a core uh, subject. Um, I also worked for the World Bank and then for the German embassy, which I really enjoyed. But I figured that I kind of want to do a little bit more, um, not just politics or international relations. I wanted to actually deal with the law. I wanted to help shape the law. I wanted to be a part um, of the whole uh process um, of making laws. And so I realized becoming a lawyer is probably uh, the best way to do that. It will give you a lot of options. Um, I can either stay in the international space or uh, move to a more domestic area of law, but I definitely want to actually deal with the law itself. Yeah, no. And again, thank you so much for a comprehensive answer. And after law school, you were admitted to UC Berkeley. What was that like and what experiences did that provide you with? Yes, I remember the day that I received the admission email and it was crazy. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> I could not believe it, um, especially because I think one of my favorite professors at the Ruprecht Karls Universität in Heidelberg had also graduated from Berkeley. And so when I got the email, I just couldn't believe that I was about to go to the same law faculty that he went to. I, I just felt so honored. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was super excited. I had called my family and everyone was just screaming. It was such a crazy day. Um, and I loved my time at Berkeley. Um, Berkeley Law School is such a great institution. Um, I had such a great time in California. I met so many great people, uh, great jurists from all over the world uh, that I'm still in contact with. Uh, and California and Berkeley overall changed everything for me. Uh, because I have to admit, after I graduated from the Ruprecht Karls Universität in Heidelberg, I was a little lost. <laughs> I was a little lost in terms of what exactly I wanted to do. Uh, I knew I wanted to be a lawyer, but I had no idea what area of law would be right for me. And when I started my Master's of Law program at UC Berkeley, I just I realized immediately that I love corporate law and I do love tech companies. I love entertainment companies and media companies. So it's, it had to be something, um, you know, related to, to that. And I, I, I guess Berkeley kind of opened my eyes and um, pushed me into the right direction. It was Silicon Valley. I got a chance to, to go to the Facebook campus, Google campus. I met so many tech attorneys and, um, I got a chance to go to Los Angeles, so I, I did speak to someone from Warner Brothers and uh, Universal Studios. It was just amazing. It was just such an amazing experience, and I knew exactly that uh, being a corporate attorney for companies like that would be the best, that that would sincerely like fulfill me. Um, and so I decided to, to just continue and work on getting there. Yeah, and, and how impressive that is. And I just want to dive a little bit deeper around that in terms of, you know, why the move from Germany to the US? Was it the profession that inspired you? Just tell us a little bit more. Yes. So I had um, I had a great life in Germany. So it, it was it wasn't uh, it wasn't like I was running from anything. It was more again, like I, I was a bit lost and I 
I knew that I, I was interested in media. I knew I was interested in tech. I was interested in entertainment. And most of all of this is in California or in the U.S., um, so it was either going to be California or it was going to be New York, uh, one of the two places. Um, and yeah, I got that opportunity at UC Berkeley in California, but I always had New York in the back of my mind. Um, um, and also Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta is the upcoming, um, I would say the upcoming LA almost. Uh, there's so much happening uh, in Atlanta right now, so many movies being shot. Um, and a lot of companies, uh, media and entertainment companies moving from California to uh, Atlanta. So I knew I just wanted to be in that space. And, and I found more of that uh, in the U.S. than I did uh, in Germany in particular. Yeah. And again, thank you so much for a, a sort of insightful answer. And I can clearly see how driven and passionate you are and, and career focused, which is, is wonderful. And you say that, you know, your, your experiences made you decide that you wanted to become a corporate lawyer in America, working for media and entertainment companies. Where did this strong passion for media stem from? Yes, I have always been very, very um, fascinated by the effect that TV actually has on people. Uh, when I grew up uh, in Germany, there, at that time when I was a child, there just weren't a lot of uh, people who looked like me on TV. Um, so most of this actually came from the U.S. Uh, you would have um, a lot of African-American families on TV. Uh, I grew up watching uh, The Cosby Show. I grew up watching uh, It's a Different World. Of course, they all have different titles in Germany, but that those were the shows that um, I grew up uh, watching. And um, I remember deciding to go to college and actually going to university because I watched It's a Different World. It was just so exciting to me uh, that I told my parents, I want to do this one day. I will go to the U.S. and I will go to university <laughs> just like this. Um, and yeah, I can't believe that um, I actually did it. You know, it started there. And so I... Because of um, the effect that it had on me, I kind of want to give back. I want to be a part of that. Um, and, and I think it's important to send the right messages and images around the world because I believe that there are so many more people like that. You know, they see um, themselves on TV and then realize, hey, I could actually do the same. Um, it's... It's just such, so fascinating, and I feel like my whole career is actually based on that particular effect that I just... I just I'm glued to it. So I just want to be a part of it and help um, spread the right images, the, the right messages um, around the world. Oh, and I love that just positive outlook on, on things. And I fully support that. And you've, you've recently talked about how you were ridiculed for wanting to become a lawyer uh, in the US when in Germany. Why was that? Yeah, unfortunately, there are just way too many people who are not that positive. Um, I, I wouldn't say that they are 100% negative. A lot of them just have doubts and they've never seen it happen, uh, maybe in their own circle. Uh, but yes, it happened. I had colleagues who just didn't support me at all uh, with my plans. They felt like I was very naive, um, that I wouldn't succeed in the US, uh, that I would most likely come back and, uh, you know, as a failure, I guess, as a failed lawyer. Um, and yeah, it, it just happened a lot. I had a lot of naysayers around me, but I had a vision. Uh, I knew what I wanted um, and I was willing to give it my all. And I just, you know, had the courage to, to jump across the Atlantic. And uh, yeah, I'm still standing after four years um, and 
I can't complain. I would do it again. I really had a great journey, met great people. Um, so yes, you just have to keep pushing. There will always be people who will say no. There will people. There will always be people who will ridicule your plans, and that's only because they don't see it. They don't have the vision. They do not share. Um, the vision and it's fine. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. What matters is that you hold on to what you believe in. You hold on to your idea and you just keep going. I, I couldn't agree more. I'm a massive advocate for if you get naysayers, say thank you and politely just remove them from your life. It's the best thing you can do and you can just keep cracking on with your vision because your passion is for you, your purpose is for others and it's your responsibility to to, to adhere, adhere to both. So that leads very nicely on because you were then admitted to, I think, Emery's two-year Juris Doctor and during your time here, you were also the recipient of a number of awards such as the Women of Excellence Award so how did you do that? Um, yes. So uh, the uh, Emory University has this award. I think it's, uh, it comes out every year around graduation. And at one point I was nominated by the Emory community. And then, um, yeah, I received it at graduation. I was very excited about it. I had no idea. I didn't even know about this uh, until uh, I was told that I got elected um, by the Emory community. Um, so it was a, a huge honor. Um, and I still... I. I'm very excited about it. So very happy and very, very grateful and thankful for everything that um, Emery has done for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I love that sort of gratitude that you show because I think you have done a tremendous job. And as I've said throughout, you know, you're driven, you have this vision and you deserve all the awards and accolades that you get, but you're still very gracious in, in the process. And now time for a short quiz. Can you guess how many of your prospective clients now expect to work with you online? If you guessed almost four out of five or 79%, you got it right. Want to learn more about where the future of the legal profession is headed? Then leading practice management software provider Clio has just released a resource I think you're all going to love. In their 2021 Legal Trends Report, they compiled data from tens of thousands of legal professionals to chart the major upcoming trends for law firms. The annual Legal Trends Report is released every October and you can get your copy for free at clio.com forward slash legal trends. That's C-L-I-O.com forward slash legal trends. Now back to the show. I think 2019 to early 2020, you worked at a local firm in Atlanta called Smith, Gambrell and Russell. What was that like? That was very interesting. It was the very first time that I was actually working in corporate law uh, because when I was in Germany, I was mainly doing litigation or international arbitration. Um, so when I decided to come to the U.S., I knew that I wanted to start um, as a corporate lawyer. That was that was the goal. And so it was entirely different because now I was in a whole different country, a whole other country, um, dealing with a common law system, not civil law anymore. And it was my first time actually doing corporate law. So um, I learned a lot. Um, it was completely, I was entirely exposed to, to, to a world that I hadn't been exposed to before. Um, I had great um, colleagues uh, that I also keep in touch with. And uh, yes, I mean, I was a, I was very junior um, at that time. So um, it was very, fairly, fairly new, like a new, like a whole introduction to, to corporate law. 
there we go but i love the fact you just chucked yourself into it and you know you clearly you know did very very well and you also received an offer from your current law firm at the beginning i think of may 2020 at the time that was right in the middle of the pandemic so how did you find that period it was such a such an exciting um and weird period um it just came <laughs> out of nowhere um i I was I was very surprised. Um, like I stated earlier, New York has always been uh, in the back of my mind, and I believe that a lot of international lawyers who are here in the U.S. I think the majority uh, thinks about going to New York. Uh, New York is the that that is the place, right, for all of us, uh, where we all feel comfortable, where you have everyone with an accent, <laughs> everyone <laughs> has a different story, and everyone is coming from a different country, and yet we all feel comfortable um, here uh, in New York. And so when I got that offer, I just I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that Wall Street was calling. Um, I had to, I just, again, I had to look over it a million times. I had to refresh the emails a million times just to make sure <laughs> I'm not um, I'm not mistaken or anything. Um, but yes, I, I was hired by my current firm, Washington Gehring, um, and put right on Wall Street. Um, and I was, I've been excited ever since. Um, I'm working with a great firm. I have a very great team, very great, very helpful colleagues. Um, I, I just, I couldn't ask for more. Yeah. And again, I love that whole sort of gratitude that you, you're showing right the way through our, our chat, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. And I, I, I couldn't agree more with everything that you've been promoting throughout this discussion. And so you obviously successfully landed the job. You talked about how you enjoy your team and you couldn't be happier. But could you kind of give us a, a day in the life? Tell us a bit about what you get up to day to day and what types of clients you work for. Yes. So um, Western Gehring is a law firm that focuses on um, U.S. and international companies. Um, so what we do mainly is we help um, foreign companies um, to uh, establish uh, subsidiaries here in the U.S. Uh, a lot of the matters that I work on uh, are actually related to German-speaking companies. Um, so a lot of clients from Germany, from Austria, and Switzerland. Uh, so this is mainly what I do. So I, I do a lot of corporate governance, meaning I'm, I'm taking care um, do like housekeeping work for the companies that are registered with us. Um, and uh, and then pretty much like anything that is necessary, if they if there are certain agreements that they need or if they want to merge with a local uh, U.S. company, we are in charge of that. We do that. Um, so it's very exciting. Um, I love talking to the German-speaking business people. Um, the questions that they have, I love answering those. I love explaining to them what the culture is like here, what the legal culture is like. Um, and also because I know both. I know the German uh, culture and legal culture and the U.S. Um, culture. So it's it's I kind of serve um, as an interpreter. I always like to say that it's more like an interpreter between the two legal system and legal cultures. Um, and I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, it's, it's very exciting um, to see uh, what people come up with, what ideas they have for the U.S. And yeah, I'm, I'm learning every day. I'm just learning a lot more and I'm definitely enjoying it. Ah, oh, good for you. Good for you. And since the beginning of this year, you've been a legal commentator for different news channels. So how did this all come about? Yes. So uh, it's actually uh, kind of funny. Um, I just got a random uh, request uh, from a Nigerian uh, news channel and they needed someone to uh, comment on the election of Dr. Okonjo Iweala as the head of um, the world uh the World Bank. Um, it was 
it was just it was such an exciting uh, moment because I didn't uh, I did not expect it um, to. It just came out of nowhere, pretty much. And so I did that, and um, it, it was so much fun. I, I really enjoyed doing it that I was just booked for other discussions. Um, and, yeah, we just did it over and over again, and then all of a sudden there were other topics. And so I said, okay, why not? And then um, there was another South African channel now asking, then the Ghanaian channel asking. And so just at, uh, at the beginning of 2021, that was just pretty much... Um, what it was about. It was mainly about Dr. Konji Iwala and then um, so and then other topics followed. Um, but yes, so so it was I pretty much stumbled into this. Um, it wasn't planned. Um, it just happened. And so I've been doing it ever since. And I really enjoy it. Yeah, and I think you do a wonderful job with all the work that you do. And again, that leads on to when you make TV appearances. So can you tell us the types of things you're usually asked to talk about there? Yes, uh, so I'm focused on um, international business. Um, I, I focus. Uh, I think my last one uh, was actually about um, international brand ranking. Um, so it was it was pretty much about uh, the role of European and American brands uh, in Africa, for example, and how things developed over um, over the pandemic. Um, and which brands are pretty much the most popular uh, on the continent uh, at this point, on the African continent, um, and the effect of uh, the pandemic on um, those uh, international brands or American and European brands uh, in particular. So it's, it's, it's just overall business, um, business topics, overall international business topics, sometimes even international trade. Um, I got a chance to talk about... Um, Different summits or conferences, um, or the um, or trade deals between the UK and Ghana, for example. So, very exciting stuff, um, and uh, I'm sure there's more coming. I'm sure there is, and I'm excited to see it. And so, before we look to to wrap up, what would you say are the major challenges you've had to overcome so far in your legal career? Oh, that's uh, that's a good question. <laughs> well, I mean, there've been there've been a couple of challenges. Um, there've been a couple of challenges. I think uh, one was definitely coming to a different country um, and uh, trying to make it here, um, being in a different culture, meeting completely new people, um, and and not having uh, a lot of support. Um, and I think that was probably one of the main. Um, things that I can think of. Um, and then, yeah, I think always starting from scratch, uh, being in a new uh, area of law, like uh, starting out new, learning from scratch. Uh, and it just requires a lot of resilience, I think, um, and uh, ambition. I think it's important to just hold on to your original goal and your original um, vision and plan and just, you know, s stick with it and, uh, yeah, just to, to keep going. Yeah, I, lo I love that. And again, what would be, as we look to to conclude, your key piece of advice to those wanting to have a career in the law? I think the key advice is, again, just resilience. I think it, it requires, the legal profession requires a lot of resilience. Um, also patience um, and 
humility. I think that humility is also uh, very important and to understand that you will never feel like you know everything in law. That's not possible. Um, no one knows everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> even the greatest attorneys that you look up to, the greatest people that you've met in your life, they don't know everything. Uh, they know something and a lot, but they do not know everything. And, and I think that is very humbling. So the legal profession itself is extremely humbling and it's important to deal with that, to understand that and accept it. Um, so yes, humility, drive or resilience, um, yeah, I think those are the main um, the main characteristics or traits you need to have to succeed uh, in this profession. Yeah, again, really sage advice. And I've absolutely loved having you on this show, um, Priscilla. I'm sure you would have inspired and really got people motivated to take their careers and just to get started in their legal careers following today. So if people want to follow or get in touch with you about anything we've discussed today, what's the best way for them to do that? Feel free to shout out any web links or relevant social media handles, and we'll also share them with this episode for you too. Yes, you can always reach me on my LinkedIn page. It's Priscilla Bonzu. Um, and you can also uh, reach me on Instagram. The Global Lawyer is the account that I have there. Uh, you can follow me, uh, send me messages. Um, and just anytime, I'm always happy to talk to people about the legal profession. If you have any questions or you need advice, please feel free to reach out. I'm always, always happy to, to talk to people. Yeah, and I can definitely sense that following chatting with you today, Priscilla. So thank you so, so much. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and we're wishing you lots of continued success with your legal career. But from all of us on the Legally Speaking podcast, over and out. This week's review comes from Angleston. Perfect for law students. Five stars. Rob is a thoroughly engaging host who gets the best out of all his guests makes for fascinating listening and very informative on all aspects that a law student would look for. Applications, commercial awareness, life as a lawyer, etc. I think it also makes law seem more approachable in the sense that all the guests seem to be easy to talk to and enthusiastic about things outside of the law as well. Law firm partners seem to be a lot less scary when you've heard them talk and about their former life as a DJ. All round, great podcast. Thank you so much, Angleston, for your kind words and informative review. From all of us at the Legally Speaking Podcast, we appreciate you.